You're listening to Driver Survivor, the second annual here, and I am super excited. My name is Angel Montgomery, and I am joined in the studio today with none other but than Tracy Brown. We have Russell Wodehouse also here. You guys are going to be taking some drinks today, aren't you? Woo! Woo! We're yeah. excited. So what are we drinking, Tracy? What do you, well, you told me something a little fancy. What is this? It's the uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada Hazy IPA, which is definitely one of my favorites. I like all the hazy IPAs that are out there. So, <laughs> Russell, it, what are you doing? I'm doing vodka, cranberry, and some 7-Up. About a 50-50 mix type thing. It's a strong one. I watched him make it and uh, a wild man over here. Now, let's talk about the point of Driver Survivor. We do this every year. We're going to continue to do it every year because driving under the influence continues to happen. And we really want to encourage the community Mm -hmm. that we love to make sure that they're planning for that safe ride home and really, really making sure they know their limit if they are going to get behind the wheel. Now, we have KPD here. They're going to be giving you guys sobriety tests and monitoring you guys around the clock, hopefully taking care of you if things get a little wild because it's just (laughs) me here, so we're hoping. Uh, We got some games to play as well, but overall, we're super excited. (laughs) Tracy, this is your first time drinking on air? Yes, I, uh, I was the host last year, and it was a lot of fun just hosting it, but this year I'm actually You're lying. It's never fun hanging out with drunk crack, people when you're sober. I'm going to crack my first beer right now. Crack it open. Cheers. Let's Cheers, start. Man. So I have a question for you. Yes. Well, it's actually, I mean for Tracy, I'm sorry. Oh. I'll let him take it away. So, so here's the, like, I love Baden's beers and there's all kinds of beers around here. But what, so like some of my favorites, like Beer to Guard, they're like eight Point four percent or nine point four percent. What do, what are we looking at here on six, yours? Six point seven percent. So it's a, no lightweight. A normal but, beer is but, a five percent. Yeah, yeah, like a so. Coors or, or Budweiser or something's like a normal five percent beer. So. so it's a little bump up, but it's yeah. not some of the heavy I drink hitters. this all the time. Oh, do you? It's like my favorite beer. Yeah. So I think we need to mention that I'm actually making you guys have a drink every fifteen minutes. So you guys have about ten minutes to finish those before we're on to the next one. So Holy hopefully, buckets. we've been making hopefully, a lot of bathroom breaks. Hopefully you. <laughs> You guys can keep up. We'll be back and we'll be joined in the studio with KPD at that point. You're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor. You're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor. It's Angel Montgomery and I am in the studio with Officer McGarrigan and Sergeant Walker. Thank you guys for being here today. Absolutely. My pleasure. So you guys... So you guys actually... This is your first time joining us here for Driver Survivor in the studio at the Ketchikan Radio Center. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, it is. Yeah. I'll let you guys get situated. You guys Sorry, okay. yeah, you're the fine. Making you're a fine. Lot of noise. I'm banging okay. the ground. Yeah. So this is kind of exciting for us because I actually uh, wanted to have two of our radio hosts here take this on this year, and they're very well known in the community. And the whole point of this is a lot of our loyal listeners, you know, that listen to us every day, they kind of know what they're hearing. They know how both Tracy and Russell sound on the radio. So to actually have some drinks in them, it's going to sound a little bit different. Just like, you know, when you're out and you're having a good time out at the bars, you start to, you know, you start to have a little bit too much fun. And sometimes it's really important all the time to make sure you're planning for that safe ride home. So that's what Driver Survivor is about. We want to encourage the community to really plan for the safe ride home. And as we enter the new year, people are most likely thinking about what they're going to do. Are they going to have some get-togethers? Are they going to have some drinks? I have some questions for you guys. I'm new to Ketchikan. Tell me a little bit about DUIs in Ketchikan. Is this a problem? I feel like it's obviously a problem in most places. Um, And Ketchikan specifically, though, do you guys see a lot of driving while under the influence, whether that be of, um, you know, marijuana or drinking? Is that happening? a lot here what do you think ty well for sure uh you know alcohol is the most abused uh drug 
that's out there, you know, what, regardless of what you think about meth or, or heroin, um, alcohol is, is the most abused drug. And here in Ketchikan, I would guess probably half of our calls for service relate to alcohol. Oh, that's Have, that's conservative, man. Yeah, absolutely. Alcohol is abundant amongst all the calls we go to, mm-hmm. a majority of the calls. So 50%, I'd say that's conservative, but yeah. And for sure... Um, you know, since they legalized marijuana, our, our probably our, our our drinking driving case numbers have gone down, but uh, we are we are getting you know the the driving under the influence of marijuana cases as well. Yeah. So would you guys say that when it comes to drinking under the influence, is there a demographic that is uh, falling under that a little bit more than others, or do you think it's all over the map? Is it you know is it people in their twenties? Are we looking mm. at people in their fifties, or is it just kind of all over the place? To me personally, it, it feels like it's just kind of all over the board. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what kind of night you're having and then if you're deciding to drive home or not. Uh, you know, I've been on the road for a long time. Sergeant Walker's been on the road for a long time. And I couldn't say there's a demographic that drinks and drives or gets caught drinking and driving more often than other age groups. It, it feels like it's pretty much low, like low age, high age. Mm-hmm. You just happen to get caught All sometimes. unfortunate. It sure seems like it. Yeah. You're once again listening to the second annual Driver Survivor. We have both Officer McGarrigan and Sergeant Walker in the studio. We're going to invite Tracy and Russell back in here, mm. get another drink in them. Are you guys <laughs> prepared for these sobriety tests? I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see how they do. No, they, I mean, right now, what do they have, one in them? So like, Two. They're, well, they're, okay, they're just finishing yes, their second. Right, yeah. So it all depends on... Uh, how quickly they're going to absorb it, right? So, like, in their stomach, not a big deal. As soon as it gets into their bloodstream is when we can start seeing the actual effects of alcohol in their system. So we'll see where they're at. Um, it's fun. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm excited for them. They get to drink on the job, and we get to hang out and just kind of shoot the breeze. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's great. <laughs> they're living it. their best life right now. Yeah. You're once again listening to the second annual Driver Survivor, and we'll be back. It's Angel Montgomery, and you're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor here at the Ketchikan Radio Center. We have Tracy Brown and Russell Wodehouse tossing back some shots, and oh my gosh. Well, I guess they're not tossing back shots, but it's almost like they are, because these guys are getting a little shwasty. I have Jana Lee here from Rainbird Solutions. Jana Lee, you are actually, you came in at the perfect time. You saw the guys over there, and they were getting their sobriety test just walking into that. How do you think they're doing? They're doing pretty good considering. <laughs> they're doing good considering. I love that. But they really are. They're they're giving it their best go with the sobriety test. It's really interesting to watch people kind of, you know, in this kind of situation do a sobriety test, right? Because the pressure's a little bit not there. They know they're not going to jail tonight. But at the same time, it's it's interesting to see how sobriety tests work. Um, and and we've been having we've been blessed with some awesome cops um, here at the Catch Can Radio Center tonight to actually run us through that. Now, Jana Lee, you're in charge of the the Rainbird Solution. Kind of tell me, what is Rainbird Solution? What do you guys offer to the community? So, I'm just kind of a one-man show, and I basically set it up so I could do the 12-hour class, the Prime for Life um, class, which I give to first-time DUI offenders or and youth court. So, kids who get minor consumings, um, Come see me too, if that's how it works. And then, um, and not just through youth court. Mm-hmm, totally. I've also had I've had people come um, on their own. Um, in the past, I've had people come. In some parts of the states, when they do this class, they do uh, it. They do it as a uh, precursor, 
so that people can can um, evaluate their own place where they need whether they need higher levels of treatment or they just need to know what moderate drinking is. So most of us have never learned what moderation is. Um, I tell the truth. <laughs> and we live in a bubble in Ketchikan. Yeah. So what our moderation is based on is usually what we see in our home or in our community. Um, so if a six-pack is, is what you see on a normal basis and a person, that's what they're drinking every day, that's what we consider norm. Mm -hmm. So we don't think that that could ever ha cause a problem. Um, the problem with that is that that actually is high-risk use. Mm. And what moderation or what I teach, I don't teach thou shalt not drink. I teach, and, and this is also based on biology, so we're not born with um, a precursor for alcoholism. Anyone can develop alcoholism. Anyone can develop a drug problem. It's a matter of how much and how often. So, um, I mean, I can tell you what moderation is. <laughs> Uh, which for a standard person would be, um, so a standard drink. Standard drink is a four ounce glass of wine, a 12 ounce beer, and a one ounce shot of 80 proof. Anything higher proof is going to be more alcohol. So you're going to have to, well, you're going to have to realize that if it's over 80 proof, it's like one and a half drinks. Got it. So, um, so, so if you have one, no more than one an hour of a standard drink and no more than two a day. You could go through the rest of your life and probably never have a problem. But if you're drinking more than that on a daily basis, what happens is you're driving your, uh, your tolerance up and you're driving it over your trigger for alcoholism. And alcoholism, drug addiction, does not have... It's not those people. It's mm -hmm. everyone has the ability to develop a problem if they're um, making high risk choices. So, can I ask, does someone have to get in trouble to come to Rainbird Solution? Or is this something if someone was listening right now and they're like, I think I have a problem, like an issue, like and this would benefit me? Is this, can they reach oh, out they, to Oh, yeah, them? they could okay. call me. And I, I mean, if they want to sign up and do the class, I've had, I've had a few people that asked mm -hmm. if they could, I, I, yeah, anybody who wants to take the class just to get an idea. Absolutely. Um, just, and can I also ask, what, what drove you to be involved in something like this? Well, I uh, <laughs> well, I started working as um, for the um, ASAP program in okay. Kenai. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked in um, different jobs over the years and um, throughout, like from um, I don't know. I've done the GED program. Mm -hmm. I just a jack of all trades. I just go where I'm needed. <laughs> yeah, and and so I've I've done classes, short stunts, and I started. I went to the training for this class for um, Aquila at the time. And, uh, you know, I had my reservations about it because I'm not a believer in thou shalt not drink. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, she, once you go over your trigger, you have to. Yeah. People who have gone over their trigger have to abstain. If, they, if, if you can't take it or leave it, if, it's, if you're, you have it sitting in front of you and you, it's triggering you or the smell triggers you, then you probably need to abstain. But um, for for example, myself, I I can have it or I can take it or leave it. I can have a bottle of vodka. As a matter of fact, I have a bottle of vodka that's been sitting in my house for ten years. Mm -hmm. wow. I bought it because of the bottle. Uh -huh. I wanted the bottle. 
<laughs> you know, and I cook with it. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had people give me bottles of liquor, and it's just like they sit they there. Sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big, you know. We did our thing when we were in our 20s. Yeah. You know, but. So, I'm 25, and I'm still I'm feeling like I'm I'm out of that too. I'm, oh, <laughs> it hits hard. Uh, You're once again listening to the second annual Driver Survivor, brought to you this year by Rainbird Solution. Thank you so much, Jana Lee. We're gonna probably talk to you in a little bit as well. I think we need to check up on these guys, see how they're doing. I don't I don't trust them out there with all this alcohol <laughs> by themselves. So and they are gonna need a ride I, home they, after I, this. Well, we got that covered. We <laughs> okay. thought about that. Yeah. Definitely stay right here. More to come. We're gonna check in with the guys and play a little game right here at the Catch a Can Radio Center Station. You're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor. It's Angel Montgomery in the studio with Tracy Brown and Russell Wodehouse. Guys, how's it going? I think we're on drink number three. Yes. We are on drink number Just three. About to finish number three, actually. How are we yep. feeling? I've, I, I myself am feeling a little flushed. Um, I can tell that I've had a couple. Well, actually three, since I can count. We've had to tell him to put his shirt on three different times already. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it, it's a yeah no it feels like it, it's it's going well I mean it's at this point I think it, like if I were at a party it's like okay I'm definitely buzzed um but I feel really good so what about you Tracy uh, I'm getting there for sure so how do you think you guys are gonna do on the sobriety test like the actual let's talk about the the line walk ooh uh first of all. <laughs> I'm an old white guy. <laughs> I don't dance that well to begin with. So I'm kind of worried about it. I mean, I think even if I were completely sober, that I'd be a little worried about it. Honestly. Walk? Yeah. Okay. Because you're talking about dancing. So is that is a sobriety well, test? Well, even then he brings up race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just all around. You yeah. just had to go there, Wodehouse, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that I'll do okay for this one, but the farther we get into this, it's going to be like, I'm still at an okay space. Like, three beers isn't that crazy for me, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Russell, you want to pass your microphone to our officer over here? Yes. I would like to know, just from your guys' standpoint, uh, how do you guys think, just not even doing the sobriety test yet, how do you guys think they're going to do? Uh, they'll probably both do decent. Decent. Because like you can tell in his eyes they're getting a little glossy and he's oh, yeah. st- he's starting to like really having to focus to listen to what you're saying and he's really having to like like enunciate his words really well to try to sound decent on the radio. Same with Russ. <laughs> like he says he feels flush, he feels super white. So like <laughs> and, fly. <laughs> and, and fly pretty fly for a white guy. But I'm just saying, like it they I imagine they will most likely do decent if we did the test right now. Okay, well let's do the test right now. Hey, one question though. Like <laughs> did you guys did you guys eat before this? Like, I had a buffalo chicken salad actually, so I don't know if that's a great thing to to eat before. Well, do you feel do... full or do you feel empty? No, like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pretty empty at this point. How about you? Yeah. I I had half of a subway sandwich at lunch. Okay. Should we order pizza? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it'll it'll totally be fine. It's just it's a matter of like when you reach your peak level of intoxication, right? So like drinking it and having it in your stomach doesn't really mean anything. What it has to do is break down and get in your bloodstream. And it does it faster if on an empty stomach. So there is truth to, like, if your friends are out partying and getting gassed and you want to show up and catch up, don't eat. Just drink a bunch because you peak faster. You peak higher at a faster rate. Right. So if you had a bunch to eat, like, drinking three, four on a full stomach, yeah, okay. 
But drinking three or four in an empty stomach, it's a little more pronounced. See, I uh, worked in the liquor business for a long time. Yeah. I worked at a liquor store and I worked for a liquor distributor. And they we did the TAMS class, which they talked all about yeah. that stuff. It has sure. something to do with the pyloric valve that's yep. actually in the your pyloric colon. sphincter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which actually decides how much you alcohol relax. you get. But it, but apparently, if you eat a bunch of greasy food before you drink, it like it closes it so less alcohol it gets can. into your bloodstream. That's yeah. the idea. That's yeah. exactly right. It's like the perfect. Statement. You learn something every day. The yeah. pyloric sphincter. It's right between your stomach and your intestines. That's why, like, the joke is when you're talking about, like, alcohol and the data master class, Ty and I have both been uh, instructors for the data master and teaching officers how to do the breath test. And part of it is you talk about the ways it gets into your body, like the alcohol gets into your system. The most obvious way is by drinking it. But you hear the stories, and when you go off to college, you hear about frat parties and dudes, like, I mean, you just call it butt chugging, really. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know it. I know it. I know. I know. And I've it's like, it's like huh, huh. it might be a myth, but apparently, yeah. I've, I've, I've never tried it. I've never been. I've never <laughs> been in a gear. Yeah. yeah. No. So I've never been in a party where it occurs. But what I'm saying is like, so like 20 percent of alcohol is absorbed into your stomach, right? And like the other 80 percent, they say, is through your intestines. Yeah. So if you straight shot it into your intestines, you're gonna right. get intoxicated at a much Way higher rate. Faster. Yeah, because it doesn't have to go through your system as as long. Yeah. So there is some truth to it, like. Yeah, you're going to get really screwed up. So, like, if you fall behind, I got a yeah. beer bong out in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but who doesn't want to pass that stuff through their pyloric sphincter? Is, I mean, I've got two of them, so. I think it's time for that sobriety test. You're listening to, again, the second annual Driver Survivor. We'll be back. You're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor here at the Ketchikan Radio Center. It's Angel Montgomery in the studio with Tracy Brown and Russell Wodehouse. You guys, what drink are we at right now? Tracy, you first. I'm on number six. We're six Just starting the deep. sixth IPA, okay. which is 6.7% alcohol. And Russell, where are we at? Your eyes are looking a little, little, little sleepy. <laughs> a little glassy-eyed. <laughs> a little glassy-eyed. Um, I... Four or five. I've so kind of lost track. That's always my hardest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I so. lose track. Uh-huh. We so, were, okay. I think we're at five, five to six, five to six with you. So we did a little sobriety test with Russell. We chose him to go first. Um, and we have, we are joined here with Officer McGarrigan. 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 Officer and McGarrigan. Sergeant Walker. And Sergeant Walker. Can you guys tell me a little bit about how Russell did? How Russell did on his field sobriety test? Yes. Uh, he did okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about with the, the first the first test, was I, which I believe was the eyes. Yes, it's the horizontal gaze nystagmus test. So we're checking for involuntary jerking of the eye on the horizontal plane. And he failed that one. <laughs> really bad? Uh, not really bad. He failed it bad enough to where without any other clues, without anything else, without any other test, I would say he would be an oh no wait. Yeah. Then what did we move on to? The walk and turn. How do you do with that? Not fantastic. <laughs> Which is a polite way of saying he did trash. <laughs> he gave Derek. It- yeah. <laughs> you know you did trash. You know it. Man. No, I told you. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Yeah, he tried to. He tried to warn us. You did well. I mean, like you, you did your best, and you gave it the old can-do try, and it was good. And then we moved on to was this the the one leg stand? Uh, he did. I he thought did well. better than yeah, he did well. Yeah, he definitely said he was going to do a lot worse, and he yeah. surprised me. Yeah. Did you surprise yourself on that one? The one leg stand? Not really. That's the one yeah, you thought you were going to do the worst no. on. Yeah. I mean, Did you, I say that? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah, you, really you were really worried. No feet in front of each yeah. other is, I 
do not do well. Well, it was, uh, I think it was the old, what did you say, a football injury and you cracked yeah, your knee or something? Yeah, that's pretty typical. I feel like Phil Collins. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do we remember what Russell's breathalyzer uh, test came out to be? What was it? I think it was a point The last four. one. Zero six, zero six four. Zero six four. Yeah, as soon as we finished the field sobriety test, he was a zero six four on the breath test, yeah. So, so, based on his field sobriety test, okay, we wouldn't have arrested him, but he did show impairment, and we would have recommended highly that he get a ride in a cab. So anyway, seems any fair. other ride, any yeah, any ride, yeah. Ty's absolutely right. Like just based on the way he did, like we even said that to you is like at this point, I would ask you to park the car and get a ride home. I'd give you a ride home. Doesn't matter what, man. We'll get you home safely. And the the adage would be, if I see you out driving. Like you will be arrested for DUI. Kind it's of like, a small no town. Asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people do that, man. Like you, you give them a break. Like not really a break, but a break. Kind of like what we just talked about right. with you. And you, you drive around the block, and then you come back through town, and it's gone. You're like, come how, on. How man. could somebody be in that headspace it where happens, they're just man. like, it happens. I just got the biggest break of my life. Yeah. I guess I'll still try and drive anyway. Yeah. There you go. First thing alcohol affects is your judgment. That's right? true. Yeah. Absolutely. Seemed like the thing to do at the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially what you're talking about, it's called the melon bee effect. So that's how people, when they, they drive when they're drunk because of that melon bee effect. So what it is, is when you're sober, sober, you haven't drank at all. You're like on that plane of where you feel like we are, the three of us are at, we're sober. And then you get drinking, and once you get to your peak alcohol limit, you, you compare your peak intoxication level to when you're sober. Hmm. And you go like, man, I'm really trash, dude. And you're talking to your friends at the bar, at the party, like, I'm so drunk. Uh, uh, you get the woo girls, and you get the guys, oh, I'm woo! so drunk. Uh, woo. <laughs> and then what happens is when you decide to drive, you got, you got zeros, you got peak, and then you start coming down off of that. And you take your current intoxication level and you compare it to the phase before. So you take where you're at and you compare it to your peak intoxication and you go, I'm pretty good. I feel good. And you drive home. Now, is this named after somebody in particular? I have no idea. Yeah, dude. Like, it sounds I, like it. I, I don't know, man. I just, I just thought, you know, if I threw a name out there, you'd be sounds like, like wow, the Ma- this guy Mandela stuff, effect. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor. When we come back, we're actually going to play a game. Are you guys ready for a game? I don't, I don't yes. know if you guys are ready for these games. Six beers in, ready for a game. We'll be back right here. The second annual Driver Survivor. You're listening to the second annual Driver Survivor. I am joined here in the studio with Tracy Brown and Russell Wodehouse. We're going to play a game, you guys. I'm going to give you guys these two pieces of paper, and I want you to read. Let's start with Tracy. Tracy, please read to me that first line. I saw a kitten eating chicken in the kitchen. That's pretty good. I think he needs to talk faster, though. All right. Let's see it, Russell. How much could... How much... (laughs) You got it? You got it? You got it? How much... How much could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? There, you, there you go. I don't. That's the thing is like. I copied wood. it, guys. I copied it. Okay. <laughs> I know exactly. How much wood could it? Which which wrist wristwatches are Swiss? Which? Dang! Give it another. <laughs> which wristwatches are Swiss? Which wristwatches? Swatch, baby. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled piper peppers. I'm glad you screwed up, too. I know. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? That wasn't too bad. Good. That was pretty good. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy, was he? Pretty good. Nine nice night nurses nursing nicely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I don't. I know. It was like Fred. Fred. Ted. Bread. And Ted. Fed. Bread. <laughs> Fred. Bread. Ted. Fed. Bread. <laughs> I did it again. Same thing. 
Ted Fed Fred Brand. You say that right. No, I, Fred Fed Ted one Bread right and Ted Fed Fred one. Bread. I'm glad you have this one. I know. I slid a sheet. A she- <laughs> I slid a sheet, a sleet. <laughs> I slid upon the slitted sheet. I sit. I'm glad I didn't so have to do that one. I know. I was like, we're gonna have to make some edits. Uno mas, por favor. That was good. All right. I believe we're on six, five, five drinks on both of you. Uh, six for me. I six? think he's only on five. All right, well, we're going to get But he had to do all five. those sobriety tests too. We'll have to so, yeah. get Russell to catch up. We'll be back. You're listening to oh, the second annual yeah. Driver Survivor. It's Angel Montgomery, and you're listening to, once again, the second annual Driver Survivor here at the Ketchikan Radio Center. We have had Tracy Brown and Russell Wodehouse taking some drinks. This year, Tracy is downing some beers, and we have Russell with some vodka. Uh, I believe he's doing vodka cranberry, and he's having a good time with it. I am here with my new favorite, Jana Lee from Rainbird Solution. We were kind of talking about just drinks in general, and when you go out to the bars, you know, you might be thinking you're just getting, you know, a, a gin and tonic or, you know, your your normal margarita. And you might not even realize, especially now in 2020, when there's so many different kinds of alcohols out there, the way they make drinks is different. There is so much more alcohol sometimes in these drinks than you realize. And then what? Like we were just talking about, you're one margarita in and you're feeling like you can't even feel your legs anymore. Like that is, yeah. that's saying something. It really, yeah. it really is. Yeah, so... You have a lot of alcohols that are infused with flavor. Yeah. So nowadays, you can make a drink without any juice, without any fruit, and that can be dangerous. So yeah. somebody who gets a DUI, who when they when they tell the cops they just had one, might not be lying. Yeah. And then they get in my class and they're perplexed. Well, a margarita typically has three shots. Well, three shots is three drinks. So, um, which would be high risk. Yeah. So, but Absolutely. in like back in my day when I bartended. A margarita was, um, there was fruit, mm-hmm. <laughs> or there was juice, mm-hmm. and then there was like a shot of tequila, yeah, and a little bit of triple sec. So there was, that was a drink, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Long Island iced teas, which are four four Insane. drinks, or Russian Long Island iced teas mm-hmm. that are six drinks Insane. because each shot is a drink. And if you go eighty proof or higher, like one fifty one, that's a drink and a half, if not more. Mm-hmm. So you just want to double. And and so, and the idea is that you don't want to get impaired because impairments are just as dangerous as um, high-risk drinking and developing health problems. Mm-hmm. You, in impairment cases, when you get impaired, you get, you know, our... We kind of get kind of dumb. Yeah. We do oh, yeah. things oh, yeah, we, we normally do. wouldn't yeah. do. Um, or we get hurt. Yeah. We could get hurt. We could injure someone else. And none of us want to do that. Yeah. We it's Those things we can't take back. Or we trip and we break a foot or an ankle. And then, we, and then we're out of work. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is that if you're drinking moderately, no more than one an hour, no more than two a day, you could basically, it's just like heart disease and diabetes. It's a health-related um, condition. Mm-hmm. It's not um, something that other people get. It's something we can all get, mm-hmm. regardless of whether we have family members mm-hmm. that have alcoholism or drug addiction. And we could literally be one of those people who grew up in a household with two parents that were, were alcoholics and never developed a problem just by using this tool. Yeah. That... And if you get someone who pours heavy, 
my trick if I wanted, and I had to, I had to do this once, is I'll order the shot like a rum, uh-huh. and then I'll order a coke separately, and then I pour my own. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I never even thought about that, but, but it's so smart. Like I was telling you earlier, I I ordered this cos Cosmo drink. It was pomegranate. I thought it was juice and and maybe some um, alcohol, like vodka. Yeah. Well, ten. It ended up being like this infused. It tasted really good, yeah. but after two, three sips, I felt it. Up, I mean, I was like, whoa. If yeah. I drink this whole thing, I'm going to be on the floor. Yeah. And I can't do that. Absolutely not. Can I ask something? So when it comes to uh, Rainbird Solution, do you, and just just in general, I'm curious, do you see a lot of the same age range? Um, or is it kind of all over the map? I'm all over the map. Really? So I get people, I get kids from as young as 14. Mm-hmm. All the way up to people in their 80s. Yeah. So it can really, um, it can happen to anyone. So probably, yes. You, yeah. So, and as we get older, our bodies change. So sometimes, you know, and, and again, I'm a, like, first-time offenders mm-hmm. come to me, and usually it's like deer caught in the headlights because, like, they, and and if you end up in my class, you, you, you won the lottery mm-hmm. because you didn't get in a car accident, yeah. no one got hurt, and no one died. Yeah. Including you. So if you're in my class, it, it's a blessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to look at it that way because it could have been the other. You could have you could have opened door number three. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> We're once again here for Driver Survivor, the second annual. We need to check in with Tracy and Russell. I hear them talking very loudly out there. I feel like every drink they just get like a notch higher in volume, and <laughs> I don't know where we're gonna be at by the end of the night, but it is gonna be a loud, loud time. Thank you so much once again, Janelle, for joining us and sponsoring Driver Survivor this year. Once again, brought to you by Rainbird Solution. We're going to check back very soon here on Driver Survivor, the second annual.